My goodness. Thank y'all. You can be seated. There's 168 hours in a week. A long time ago, the Lord told me, I don't want you to raise up no church yet, preaching no sermonettes, doing no worship yet, because you create, you create Christianettes. And this is one of these churches that your mama warned you about. We go to the Holy Ghost says stop. You know, I got, I got saved in 1981, and I've never been the same. I'm hungry. I come in here expecting and hungry tonight. I feel like I'm 16 on the inside and 65 on the outside. We have the team from Dalton, Georgia, and I'm excited. Uh, I'm really excited. Uh, and I want to let them come up and, and do what they do. And I hope the praise and worship was a blessing to you. If it had been a clear room, I might have ran tonight. With a broke toe and all. I mean, I got fired up tonight. I could just feel God just pulling at me. Amen. So, sir, you're up. Let's do it. This is Brother Jerry. Yes, sir. Two of the young guys. You want that big old thing or you want a music stand? Music stand's fine. A music stand's what he wants. I figured you wasn't going to want something. You can tell him who you are, brother. I'm Johnny. That's pretty cool right there. I'm Johnny. Testing. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you? Stand up. <clears throat> now you're going to find out if you don't know us that we're not dangerous, but we are unpredictable. And the Lord made us that way. He made us that way because of such a, a wonderful and a magnificent thing, that an awesome thing that he's doing with, with signs and wonders and with what he's doing with the sign and wonder that he's, he's given us. And we told the Lord, and I think we told him that because he told us to do it, now that I think about it. But we told the Lord from the time it started, oh, I can feel something. I've been full all day long. I just want to bust the gut. I just, I just. <clears throat> we told the Lord when the, in the beginning, and we say this every service we go to, that we would not let this become common. That we would just not let it become common because we live in a society in the world today where we're constantly, our minds are constantly being challenged. Hollywood comes out with something today and it blows our mind and three months from now it's on DVD and we need to be challenged by something else. 
and they can make us just believe anything because of technology and because of all everything that they do. And so it's hard, it's hard to stay excited. It's hard to stay expecting. It's hard to stay anticipating because it's constantly, constantly, constantly changing. But when the Lord gave us his Bible, we told him we would not let it become common. You look at it every day and you wonder, it's doing exactly what it's not supposed to do. Nature says there's no way that this Bible should be producing oil. And to this date, we've given away over 200 gallons and almost 300,000 vials of oil out of a container from Tractor Supply. We've got testimonies from all over the world of every kind of disease that's been healed, every kind of sickness, marriages being restored, families being put back together, people just getting jobs, God just doing every kind of thing. We've, we've, we get testimonies every day of that that's happening all over the world. And the Lord told us in the beginning, he said, don't advertise it, don't market it, don't knock on doors with it. Don't try to convince people of what it is. You just give it away so I can fill it up. And that's what we've done. He said, don't sell it. He said, just give it away so I can fill it up. He told us. He said, I'll send for you. You go where I'll tell you to go. When you go, you preach the word. You give the oil away. You anoint people. They'll carry it outside the building. And the miracles will happen outside the building. That's what he said. He told us, he said, he said, they'll happen outside the building. So the Lord gave us the motto, the church has left the building. So that's what we operate on. The church has left the building. Now, if you're coming here tonight and you're looking for, I don't want to put a, a dead spin on it, but the miracles that you're going to want to see, that you're going to want to see happen, are going to happen because you pray for people and you anointed people and you laid hands on them outside the building. Outside the building. You see, because we've taught so long that it's only in the four walls and it's only by a certain man and it's only by a big ministry and it's only by a big place that you bring them in here and want the man or the person or whomever to lay hands on them. But what the Lord's doing with this, he told us, he said, give it away. They're going to take it outside the buildings and mamas and daddies and daughters and grandparents and brothers and sisters are all going to lay hands on their families and I'm going to do outside the building. And he told us, so he said, I want you to celebrate what I'm doing. Now, in the world, you give thanks after you receive. In the kingdom, you give thanks before you receive. We've been, we've been declaring things and celebrating things. And I told him this morning, we were going to South Carolina last week. And on the way, the Lord told me, he said, Johnny, I want you to start celebrating things that you haven't seen yet. And he said, I want you to celebrate things that there's no way a man can take credit for. And we talk about, he said, I want you to celebrate raising the dead. But, 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 even, even when you raise the dead, there's still that little bit of room of doubt where somebody can come along and say, well, they really weren't dead. 
We've had people that have raised people from the dead in the back of ambulances, and they go to church the next morning, and they're saying, well, I don't think they really were dead. But the Lord told me, he said, I want you to declare something, and I'm going to confirm it. And I didn't know how I was going to confirm it, and I was stretching my neck out there because for five years I thought I was crazy, and the Lord told me I wasn't. But then when this oil started flowing, he told me I was. So I told him I would say anything, do anything, go anywhere that he wanted me to do. I would say what he put on my heart to say, regardless of what it was, and just suffer the consequences. Because I don't care. I've seen him do so many things. I've seen him restore my life. I've seen him restore people. I've seen him heal. I've seen him put things back together that people thought would never happen. So I'm really at a point now that I don't care. But he told me, he said, here's what I want you to declare. He said, I want you to declare that it's one thing to raise somebody from the dead. Now look at me. He said, but I want you to start celebrating me raising people from the dead that's been cremated. He said, because when I raise people from the dead that's been cremated, no man can take credit for that. He can't deny it. He can't explain it. He may not want it, but he can't deny it. So he said, Johnny, start celebrating it. And I said, all right. He said, I want you to start celebrating sex changes. And I said, how do you celebrate that? He said, People, or people that are having sex changes, changing themselves from, from boys to girls and from girls to boys. He said, this thing that I'm doing on the earth that's going to fall. He said, I'm going to fall on those people, and they're going to get born again. And, he, and, and they, say, they say, well, if they get born again, are they going to be a boy or a girl? And here's what the Lord told me. He said, they're going to go down to the altar, a boy, and they're going to get up, a girl. He said, they're going to cover up at night. Ugh. He said, they're going to cover up at night with women parts and uncover in the morning with man parts again. I'm going to reverse some sex changes. He said, you're going to have to declare it. You're going to have to celebrate it. Yes, 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 yes. Celebrate him. He said, I want you to celebrate me putting eyeballs in sockets that have never had eyes before. He said, I want you to celebrate me growing out limbs where there's never been limbs before. Because he's saying, when I do these kind of things, man cannot... Reason it. They can't rationalize it. They can't even look at it and doubt it. They may not want it, but they can't deny him doing it. So we got to South Carolina, and we did that. I got up, and I told people God was going to raise people out of the dead in urns. And I said, people are going to come to the altar, and God's going to reverse sex changes. And the Lord had told me, he said, I'm going to confirm it. And I said, okay. So I get through from service that night, and the lady walks up to me. She takes a picture out of her Bible of her daughter that had a sex change. 
And she said, the Lord's been telling me that he was going to reverse the sex change, but I kept telling him I need a confirmative word. I need a word of confirmation. And he says, I pull out this picture and look at it, and you talk about him reversing my daughter's sex change. That's confirmation. I believe he's going to do it. Then, then, this lady walks up to me with an urn. I've never seen an urn in church. I've seen some vases that look like urns, but I've ne- and I've wondered, you know, but I've never. And she walked up and she said, here, meet my husband. She said, I drove from Cincinnati, Ohio, because I believe the Lord is telling me to be faithful, and one day he's going to raise my husband from the dead. And I wondered how he's going to raise a cremated man from the dead, and then you start talking about it tonight. And so the Lord just let me know he's going to raise my husband from the dead. And he was confirming to me, Johnny, you're on the right track. Just keep celebrating it. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Let me tell you something. Your worship is so radical. Why in the world would you want to stop at radical worship and not see God do something radical in your own life that will go with this worship? I videoed your worship to send back to some of my buddies because they won't believe I'm here. And I'm sitting there thinking, if you can worship like this, you can usher in the presence of the Lord in a radical way. You can just usher him in, and you can let him do anything that he wants to do. So here's what we're going to do. In the world, you celebrate after you receive in the kingdom. I'm just so wired up, I just want to sling a rod. In, in, in the kingdom, in the kingdom, you give thanks before you receive. Now, here's the thing. Do you really believe that God's going to raise the dead? Do you really believe he's going to reverse it? You're going to see it. You're going to get 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 to see it. Lift your hands up to heaven and celebrate it as if it's already been done. As if it's already been done. Come on, celebrate him. Celebrate him. Celebrate him. Celebrate him. The dead are being raised. God, oh God, oh God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't sit down yet. You can sit down in a minute. He told me, he said, I want you to celebrate the hearts of the fathers going back to the heart to the children. And at that time, New York had just legislated where you could do an abortion after birth. And they think that they're getting ahead of Washington. So if Washington overturns Roe versus Wade, they think if they get a head start on it, that it's not going to affect them. But the Lord said, you can't legislate me. Now, this is stuff he's talking to me heading down to South Carolina. He said, what are you going to do? when they start not wanting abortions. What are you going to do when the dad is sitting in a bar 
and the Spirit of the Lord moves on him. And he says, enough's enough. I got to go home to my children, and I got to be a dad. I got to be a dad. I got to be a dad. I got to go home because the love of the Father just falls on him in a bar. Sit down. I had a, I had a dream. I had a dream. Look, I want you to look at me. I want you to listen to me because because <laughs> we should never be comfortable not pursuing the Lord. Amen. We should never be comfortable not pursuing the Lord, not pursuing His presence, not pursuing His face, not pursuing. We should never be comfortable enough to sit back and say, I'll take a break. Mm. I had a dream I told this morning, and I was laying in the bed, and there was this sheet that was coming down, and it was falling, and it fell over me, and I grabbed it and tried to pull it back, and when I did, it just got bigger. And so I tried to get the sides of it and pull it back up, and it got bigger. Then I just tried to stop it, and it got bigger. And the Lord says, this is a kingdom thing that I'm doing. He said, it's inverted from the world. He said, so when man puts their hands on to stop it, it's only going to get bigger. He said, when the church, when religion tries to orchestrate it, it's only going to try to put it in a box, it's only going to get bigger. He said, when the government, when the government tries to stop it, he said, it's only going to get bigger. And he said, when Hollywood tries to mock it and make fun of it, it's only going to get bigger. He said, so everything they would do to stop it will have a reverse effect and only make it bigger. And this thing I saw falling, it was Joel 2.28, where it's going to fall on the whole earth on all flesh. Now, you know, we think that's in church. What are you going to do when he falls in bars? What are you going to do when he falls in strip clubs and the girl stripping gets on her knees and starts repenting because the Spirit of the Lord just fell on her just out of nowhere? What are you going to do when the dad is in a bar somewhere and his girlfriend is wanting to have an abortion and he gets up and he says, you're not going to have an abortion. This is my child and we're going to raise it. Something is changing me and now I don't want to lose that child. I want to, what are you going to do when that happens? I hope we're going to disciple it. We, do, we, do we realize what the Lord's doing? When the Lord gave us this Bible, he told us, you know, this is the second service I tried to preach my message and I can't do it yet. He told us, he said, When it started flowing, he said, not to advertise it, he said, just, fit, just give it away so I can fill it up. And the Lord started giving us markers and telling us what he was going to do. And we were mailing it all over the world, 500 and 600 orders a week. And all of a sudden, this guy walks in grace the store where it's all where it's at and he walks in in a pair of shorts and the flip-flops and his hair looks like he either come off the beach or just got out of bed and we don't have a beach there and he had a camera and he said 
I want to do a story on the oil. He said, I'm a previous actor and producer in Hollywood. I got radically saved, and I have a channel on YouTube called the Supernatural Channel. And he says, I want to do a story about the oil in the Bible. And I said, no. And he said, why not? I said, because we've allowed three or four people to do the story so far, and nobody tells the same thing. So it looks like we're lying. I said, so we're not going to do it anymore. He said, what if I let you and Jerry tell the story? So I talked to Jerry, and he said, sure. So we stood in the doorway of an overflow of a church building, did a 12-minute video, and in a month's time, it had 1.6 million views. It went viral. So the orders went from 500 a week to 5,000. And the Lord, and so we, we knew that the demand for requests for oil, that the flow of the oil was not meeting that demand. And so we come together, and we just decided we can't, we can't mail it anymore. That it's going to have to be relational, face-to-face. -face. We give it away in churches where people come to grace and they get it. And I couldn't understand why. Because two weeks before that, the Lord told us, he said, I'm going to move you out of the pack. And he said, the lid's going to come off and the demand's going to go up. But I know what he's talking about. Then two weeks later, the video comes out, and what he said happened, happened. And I said, why didn't you tell us? And this is what he told me. He said, if I had let this thing increase in increments, you would have tried your best to keep filling orders. But if I put it out of touch where you couldn't do it and you had to stop it, then you would hear what I was trying to say to you. Because he put it in our heart to give, and we, we protected it. People tried to come and offer us things. We, we had a lady uh, from a big uh, a publishing company come to us and said, I want to interview you, I want to do a book. And we met her, and, and, and she said, there's four books in this. And I said, good. I said, but there's a catch. She said, what? And I said, the oil's the standard. So anything that comes out of this, CDs, DVDs, books, will be given away. And she said, I ain't going to touch that. So we lost a book deal. But listen, 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 listen. The Lord kept telling us. He said, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing, and I'll back you. One night we're in North Carolina, and I'm laying in the bed, and the Lord says, look at the video. And I said, no. Because I don't look at me on videos. I've never seen a video of me doing anything. I'm a redneck. I don't talk right. I can't stand still. I act crazy. So I don't look at me. I don't look at me. I mean, you're having to endure what I wouldn't. God bless you. So the Lord said, go back and look at the comments. So I went to the video, looked at the comments. There was 1.6 million views or something like that and 17,000 comments. 90% of those comments were negative. 
and 95% of them were from Christians. And the Lord said, listen to what I'm telling you. He said, what I'm doing in the kingdom that hasn't manifest yet. He said, what I'm doing in the kingdom that's getting ready to manifest. He said, he said your, your frame of reference can't handle it. He said, you can't even comprehend it. You can't even imagine it. It's so far out of your realm of thinking and reaching that you can't even comprehend it. And he said, when, when they manifest, he said, if you don't have an intimate relationship with me, and if you're not walking hand in hand with me, when these things manifest, you'll reject them as coming from me. And he said, if you don't believe me, look at the comments about the oil. So I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. And it's wonderful. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I watched a man come in grace one day, and he wants us to pray for his friend. This man can't hear in his left ear. While he's talking to my wife and I, he reaches in, and his ear pops up. And he can hear. Hadn't heard, could never hear out of it. And while he's giving a request, he just... And his ear opens up. There's a lady that comes in, and they're on Monday night, and they're getting ready to, I don't know why I'm, anyway, they're getting ready to go eat. And she just grabs some oil and goes and eats. And while she's sitting down eating, she screams. Because she'd had a stroke two years previous and had no taste buds. And she's eating Brunswick stew, and she can taste all the ingredients in the Brunswick stew. So she screams in the restaurant. Didn't even ask for it. Just took some oil and rubbed it and sat down to eat. And all of a sudden, she could taste, and it scared her. The next morning, my wife is giving her testimony. There's a lady standing by me over by here, and she says, Can I say something? <laughs> sure. While you're giving that testimony, I had, he, she said, my esophagus burned up and blew up my taste buds, and, and I haven't been able to taste in years. And while you're giving that testimony, and I just put some on my tongue, and all of a sudden, my taste buds came back, and now I can taste again while she's giving the testimony about the night before. There's a man in the service this morning, stage four lung cancer. And somebody gives him a vial of oil, and they just anoint him with it, and he goes back to the doctor, no cancer. No cancer. No cancer. We have gotten request after request after request of stage 4 cancer being healed. We've gotten, we've gotten requests of pancreatic cancer being healed. We... we <laughs> We've got, we've got requests of a man with Lou Gehrig's disease who didn't care one thing about the oil. And, the, and then they said, this thing is incurable. You'll never be healed of it. And the Lord healed him of this Lou Gehrig's disease. And now he's praying for others who have it. Went back to Vanderbilt, and they said, you don't even have it anymore. He said, but you have to have it because nobody gets cured of this. And he said, but you told me I had it. So either I never had it or you lied. God healed him of the Gehrig's disease. This thing that's go oh man, 
there's such a, there's such a presence. It's on. Have you ever looked in stadiums during championship football games and you see the nets and they have all that stuff on it and they want to take the nets off and, and all I can see nets like the Spirit of the Lord just hovering in this place and it's like he's just ready to just open them up and for his presence to fall. But do we really want him to fall? Do we really believe that? Do we really believe it? I can see I can see it. I can see it. Oh, I can see it. I can see it. Hmm. You're telling me to keep telling testimonies. You don't understand me. I know I act abnormal. I know I do. But I've seen this. The Lord's done so much in my life and does so much. I just can't contain this thing. I just want to bust a gut. I, 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 I just want to run into a wall or something just to get some kind of relief. I can't. I'm not normal. I can't even sit still. You know, whenever. I'm just basket case. But it's a good basket case. It's that same basket that put Moses in and floated him down the Nile. I'm good to go. No crocodile's going to get me. Oh, man. There's a lady. There's a lady. There's a, there's a guy that comes. And see, have any of you ever had the oil and the vials fill back up? It does. They, they fill back up. And they fill back up because they're just what this does. This fills back up. They fill back up. People tell us all the time about one lady said she anointed 2,500 ministers in Africa and it filled back up. One vial. Fill back up. It, 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 it filled back up. There's a guy come in grace in the store. Listen to this. Listen, I'm not off my rocker. Guy come in grace, he said, can I have nine vials of oil? And I said, sure. So I put nine vials in a Ziploc bag and gave them to him. He went home, sent three to Indiana. He sent four to Indiana, three to work. He kept one and his wife kept one. Two days later, he's coming down the stairs, and he looks beside the refrigerator, and he says, I need to give that oil away. And he says, wait, I gave that oil away. And he goes and looks in the bag, and there's nine more vials there. There's a lady that was having a women's conference in Alabama, and she asked me, could she have some oil? I sent her th uh, 300 vials of oil because they were having a big crowd. She took the vials out and counted them, and there were 300. So she and her friend took them and cleaned them off and put them back in there and counted, and there was 307. <laughs> so they cleaned them again and wiped them off and put them back in there, and there's 318. See, the Lord's doing this kind of stuff to show us. He told us when he gave us this. You know, people asked us for a long time, why did the Lord give you the Bible? And we said, I don't know. I don't know.
But then he told us, one night he said, I gave you the Bible. He said, man can only represent me. But he says, I manifest who I am and what I do. And he said, this Bible and this oil is a manifestation of everything that you say is impossible. He said, it's a manifestation of everything that you say is unbelievable. And he said, it's a manifestation of every prayer that you've ever prayed and given up on. It's a manifestation of your gifting that has been suppressed and that has gone to sleep. It's a manifestation of an awakening of the calling that I have on your life, but, but life and stuff has suppressed it and put it to sleep. He said, he said, it's a manifestation of everything you say is impossible, of everything you said is unbelievable, and it's a manifestation of every prayer that you've ever prayed and given up on. He said, the people that you think were always going to be sick, he said, there's proof that they're not always going to be sick, that I've heard the prayers, I've remembered the prayers, and I'm going to heal them. But you got to wake up. you got to wake up and believe that I haven't given up on them. The, the Lord told us in the beginning, he said, the first night he said, the words, the words restoration. And he told me, he said, he said, not only am I going to heal, the sickness but he said I'm going to listen 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 to him L look at me I tell this when people look at me but he said not only am I going to heal the sickness the cancer but I'm going to go back and restore everything the cancer affected Listen, he said, he said, he said, I'm going to go back and re he said, I'm going to heal the sickness and I'm going to go back and restore their jobs, restore their finances, restore their relationships and everything that this thing is affected. He said, I'm going to restore it back to the point that when I get through, it's as if they never were sick. But then, but then, it, but, but then he told me this. He said, when I get through, they never were sick. We were sitting, or I was speaking in a church in North Carolina, and there was a lady sitting on the third row, and the Lord said, she's a prostitute. And he said, I'm going to heal her wound. I'm going to give her a godly man. I'm going to give her healthy children. I'm going to give her a ministry. And he said, when I get through restoring everything this lifestyle has affected, he said, it's going to be as though she never was a prostitute. And he said, Johnny, you want to one-up them? And I said, yeah, whatever that means, yeah. And he said, she never was a prostitute. And I said, but we know her past. And the Lord says, are you calling me a liar? And I said, no. And he reminded me of Romans 3 and 4 where it says, let God be true and every man a liar. So if I say she never was a prostitute, she never was a prostitute. If I say she never was an alcoholic, she never was an alcoholic. If I say she never was a drug addict, she never was a drug addict. If I said she was never molested, she was never molested. If I said they never were an adulterer, they never were an adulterer. When I get through with them, he said, when I get through with them, that's the ones I'm going to use to get the harvest. I told him this morning, I got a friend. He's a felon in prison, mastermind, selling drugs. 
Walmart of drugs. He was just everywhere. Got caught, put him in prison to get saved. He gets saved. He gets out of prison. He comes to church. The Lord calls him into the ministry. But he calls him into the ministry back to the place he just got out of. And he said, I can't go in there, Lord. I've got a record, a felony. You're calling me back to a place I can't go into. And the Lord said, go speak to him. I'll go before you. He goes to the prison, goes in, gives him his name, his social security number, and his birthday. And they said, you've never been here. You've never been here. And they said, matter of fact, you've never been in prison. And the first thing he wanted to say was, oh, yeah. There's a girl, little girl in, in, in Dalton. Oh, she's autistic. And in between school getting out and school starting in the summer, they brought her in and prayed for her. She was in autistic classes, challenge classes for challenge. She got healed in the summer, but they didn't know it. So they sent her back to school. True story. They sent her back to school. And after about a week, the teacher calls the parent meeting. She says, this child's not autistic. And they said, oh, yes, she is. <laughs> you know how we are. We get in that same mindset that they're never going to be healed. They're always going to be that way. But we're blessed and highly favored anyway. You know, you know that mindset? <laughs> oh, you know it is. We're sitting there half dead. <laughs> I'm blessed and highly favored. I don't like that phrase. <laughs> because, because we have come comfortable with not pursuing the Lord, and we live sick, and we live frustrated, and we live oppressed, but somehow we manage it through the worship, and we manage it through life, and we think we're always going to be that way. But he said, the third reason I gave you the Bible, because I'm not going to leave you that way. I'm going to restore you and make you whole and heal you, but you've got to wake up and let me do it. So they go down to the principal's office and pull up my child's records. And they pulled them up and they said, your child's not autistic. Your child's never been autistic. There's a light. Do you understand what I'm saying? What the, this blanket that's falling is, is on everybody. He's doing this for everybody. You just got to wake up. You just got to wake up. You just got to wake up. Acts 10 and 38 says, Jesus Christ, who being full of the Holy Spirit, went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. And that word healing, when he says he went about healing, it means he went about healing them right then and they walked it out. But we don't walk it out. <laughs> Because we think if it's not manifesting right then that he didn't do it. But some, some of us sometime has got to get up and say, okay, enough's enough. I'm going to walk this thing out. I'm going to walk it out. You will, won't you? Yeah. We've we, we got to walk it out. 
got to walk it out. The Bible says in Acts 17 and 28, it says, in him we live and move and have our being. The word live in that verse, in him we live, it means the word cause. In him, we think it says, in him we have a cause. But what it really means is not in him we have a cause, in him we live a cause. And that word can also be used for restoration. So it says, in him we live restoration. And it says, in him we live and move. And the word move means there's motion going on to, to manifest and show you that what you're living is actually really happening. So when you say, I live restoration, he says, in him I live and move and have my being. When you're living restoration, there's actually fruit and evidence that you're actually being restored because there's motion and movement going on, and it's a testimony to what you're living that you're actually living out restoration. And then it says, we live and move and have our being. Have our being means we are. So what it's saying is, in him we live restoration, have signs of restoration, because we are restoration. Do you understand that? Do you understand if you have the Spirit of the Lord that you are restoration? Do you understand that all you've got to do is acknowledge that he lives inside of you and you don't just live it? There's not just motion and fruit. You are restoration. He says, I am, you are. I am, we are. I am, I am. We are is going to have an encounter with I am and we're going to be what he says we are and who we says we are because I am said that we are. And <clears throat> Do you believe that? Can I just show you something? Come here, biggin. Stay right there. I'm going to just show you what the Lord was showing me. He says, in him we live and move and have our being. And he says, in him I live restoration. I have fruit of restoration because I am restoration. Right? Right? Look at your neighbor and say, I am restoration. Did you lie? If you are restoration, why aren't you being restored? Because we don't know that we're restoration. We think we have to ask for restoration. And he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you are restoration because I'm restoration and I am. We are. I am. You are. So you are who I say you are because I'm in you and you in me and you're restoration. Now be restoration. Oh, this makes me want to just... But he says, listen, he says right here, I am that. Right here, I am that. What is that? This is restoration. This is who he called me to be here.
that the enemy came on and tried to take back what I was here but had not manifested yet. And because it hasn't manifested yet, I'm thinking I'm not that, but he's saying you are, and I've come to show you that you are that. It just has to manifest. And there's a path that you're on that you walk out, you and him, him and you, you live and have your being, that you walk this path out to full restoration, to everything the enemy stole from you, everything sickness affected, everything addiction affected, everything separation affected, everything alcoholism affected. He said, there's proof, there's life, that when you are here, you never were an alcoholic, and you never were a prostitute, and you never were sick, and you can hold your head up and get behind the pulpit and declare the word. You can go in the street and hold your head up because you're not who they say you were. But when our mindset... When our, oh, this is tearing me up. I like the way you sing, play that guitar. <laughs> what? I do. That slops my dripper, brother. <laughs> but, but your mindset, your mindset is, because of religion, your mindset is that you're defeated and that you're handicapped and that you're helpless and that this is what I yearn to be one day. And because of your mindset, things happen that make you fall that you can never get there. Oh, God. The Bible says that no man can pluck you out of his hand. What he's saying is, no, no man can pluck you out of him. But we don't know that. We're still thinking that he can have a heyday with us and we've got to spend our time just living miserable. And the things that happen, because we hear restoration preached and we want to be restored and we come in here and we shout about restoration because we've got a Bible flowing with oil and we get all hyped up and we think we can go there and get outside and life happens again and we're right back where we were. The Bible says on this path, the, the Bible says on this path I'm on, no man can take me out of his hand. No spirit, no force, nothing can remove me out of him. But if I don't know that and I get intimidated by the voices and by the things that happen, it scares me and I mess up and I go back and I have to start over and I never reach it. The Bible says in Proverbs, a righteous man falls seven times. And he gets up. And the word seven just means a circle. It means he falls. And he falls. And he falls. But he keeps getting up. The, the Passion Translation Bible says that lovers of God, lovers of God stumble but they get up and rise up again and again and again. Now, the way I was brought up, when you stumbled, you started over. You know how many times I've been saved? (laughs) 
I've been saved so many times it ain't funny. Every evangelist that come to our church knew they had one thing in his belt when he left. It was me. Because I was going to get saved. I was brought up believing that, that if you, if you messed up, you had to go back and start over. You know how many times I've been baptized? I tell them over and over, I learned to swim getting baptized. <laughs> they finally took me to the deep end. I'm not kidding. Every youth camp, every Bible school, everything, that's me. I'm getting saved. But you know what happened? I lived my whole life like that up until about, until about three years ago. I lived my whole life because I was in this box, and that's what they had driven in my mind since a kid. My mother committed suicide when I was 12. I didn't have a mother, so we went with, and, 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 that's, and we just got ingrained in this stuff that locked us in. And I would fall and mess up, and I'd have to go back and get saved again. I had my own spot at the altar. And then one day I was preaching in a church, and the Lord spoke to me. While I'm preaching, he speaks to me, and he says, you trust me? And I knew there was a follow-up question. So I said, I want to. And he said, you trust me as long as you don't mess up. He said, but you got to know that I know your heart. And when you fall, I'm going to pick you back up and dust your feet off and your knees off and send you on your way. So what he was telling me, I wasn't falling backwards anymore. I wasn't backsliding anymore. Now when I fail, I'm falling forward. And then when I get up and I fall again, and I'm falling forward. And then when I get up and fall again, and I'm falling forward. And I'm actually doing the opposite of what I was taught. I was taught you were backing up being imperfected, but I'm actually being perfected by falling and getting back up and repenting. So what I used to be doing to think I was, now I'm falling. And when I get up, I'm closer to the rest of it, and I get out, and I get up. And what used to make me, oh, Uh, I can't wait to get here. But see, I am there. I am there. I am there. But it's not manifested fully yet, but I am there. I'm there right here, but it's got to manifest right here. <laughs> but it couldn't because I would fall backwards. And the Lord said, fall forward. Fall forward and get up and repent. Fall forward and get up and repent. Fall forward and get up and repent. So every time I was actually messing up, I was actually getting closer to my destiny than I was, but I've been told all my life I was falling backwards, but I was actually falling forward. That ought to set some of you free to know, to know, to know. It's not the falling, it's the getting up. It's not the falling, it's the getting up. It doesn't matter where you fall or how you fail. Get up and repent and say, Lord, I'm yours. I love you. 
There's another scripture in there that says the same thing. Whew. A righteous man falls, and the Passion Translation says they stumble. The, the, the Bible says in Proverbs, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. You see, some scriptures in the Bible were meant for us to take literal, but because we've not had the power to do it literally, we made principles out of them. Jesus said, if you speak to that mountain, it'll fall into the sea. But we've not done it, so we make struggles we go through mountains. And I'm not condemning us for that. I'm just saying I believe he meant us to take it literal. Paul said, even though I move mountains. But then other scriptures, he meant for us to find the principle in it, but we took literal. So when he said, who, who finds a wife, we left it at that. <laughs> that's the only scripture that's good for. So if you got a wife, you can take that verse out of your Bible. Because you don't need it anymore. But here's what it means, just like where it says a righteous man falls and the Passion Translation says he stumbles. This is just tearing me up. <laughs> he says, a man who finds a wife, and what it means is a man who stumbles onto a wife, finds a good thing, and obtains favor of the Lord. So what it's saying is, is in stumbling, good things happen. But here's us. See, that wife could mean ministry. It could mean calling. It could mean job. It could mean whatever it is that God's wanting to do for you. But the way we are, when we hear that, who, who finds a wife, and we know the Lord's going to give us a wife, we just come off the path and go look for a wife. And I go look for one that is pleasing to the eye. And he wants one pleasing to the heart. But I go get one pleasing to the eye and bring her back in here and call her into the ministry myself. And she don't want to be in the ministry. And she's pulling, and I'm pulling, because when he said, he who finds a wife, he never said he who looks for one. He said he who finds one. And it means he who stumbles across on a wife finds a good thing. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, it says to not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And we took that as go build four walls, keep the world outside, you stay on the inside, just isolate ourselves from the world and pray for the rapture. <laughs> but he told me, he said, the deeper revelation of that is this. He said, you run after me with all you got. And you run after me. And when you get to running wide open, you look over and see who's running beside you, and you yoke yourself with them. 
Oh, he said, because when you do that, there's no pulling and no pulling. Both of you are running after the same thing individually, yet you are ultimately running after the same thing together, and that's the purest form of unity, and nothing will be withheld from you. Come here. So here's what happens. Here's what happens. Get on your knees, please. On your knees, on your knees, on your knees. You know, right there. So here, he who finds a wife, he who stumbles on a wife, find, why would I stumble across her? Because I'm not looking for her. I'm looking at him. And if I'm looking at the restore and the restoration and I'm running after him and I focus on him, he says, I will stumble across what I need. And when I stumble across what I need, it'll be because he picked her and not me. You couldn't have found two people any more not alike than us two. I would never have picked her. She would never have picked me because we come from different sides of the bridge. I was redneck. She was sophisticated. I eat with my fork. She does her pinky. I eat whatever looks good and tastes good. She eats leaves and tree bark. And, and says, oh, it's just so healthy. It's just so good for you. You just need to try this. <laughs> it's actually good. You, you just need to, it's so good. You just need to try this. <laughs> I said, I am not going in the backyard and getting tree leaves and sticks and putting it in a bowl and putting ranch dressing on it just so I can say, oh, this is so healthy. This is, oh, I just feel vibrant. I'm just ready to, oh, my God, I'm just ready to take on the world. I'd rather eat what I like and go to sleep. We don't even talk the same language. I asked her. You, you just, I said, I said, do you like Facebook? And she says, Facebook is not my communication currency. I said, what is that? What is that? What is that? Does that just mean you don't put on Facebook what you want people to know? Yes. Why didn't you just say that? She'll say, I have to go surreptitiously pack. What is that? Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? What does that mean? I still don't. Do you know in my phone, since we've been dating, I've got every word that she's ever used that I didn't know so I could increase my vocabulary and understand what she's saying? <laughs> I can show you every word. <laughs> I can show you every word. Stand up, baby. When we go and, oh, you're in it now. <laughs> she said when, when, when we first started dating, she couldn't understand me when I talked. 
because I taught redneck. Yeah, but I still taught redneck, but she's, you know, she's giving in a little bit. But when we go meet people on my side of the bridge, they just, oh, Leslie's wonderful. She's just wonderful. Johnny, you really did good. Leslie is wonderful. <laughs> but when we go on her side of the bridge, and people say, hey, Leslie, how you doing? She'll say, this is Johnny, my husband. say, how you doing? Because <laughs> they automatically see redneck in me. Automatically. Automatically. We couldn't have been. No, you stay up here because I love you. <laughs> but let me tell you what he did do. My passion, my passion is to study and pray and read and listen to sermons and be in service and get poured into, and I never have to ask her, does she want to? She's right there beside me getting poured into. Just, we, we do it together. All, we ride around and listen to messages on CD because we both like to do that. We sit at home at night and put sermons from YouTube on the TV and we watch them and, and we do that because that's what we Nobody ever wanted to do that with me. So guess what? You can talk funny. We can go on other sides of the bridge. But when it comes to spiritual things, I'm all in, baby. I'm all in. But you know what happened? I stumbled up on her because God knew my heart. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen to me. The Bible says in Psalms, I think it's 116, it says, heaven is his, earth is given to the sons of men. Heaven is his, earth is given to men for us to steward. But his will is in Matthew 6 and 10 when Jesus prayed, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will is to bring heaven to earth. And he did that in Psalms 37 and 4, where he says, Delight yourself in the Lord, have a relationship with him. And he said he'll take his desire for you, put it in your heart, get you to pray it back to him so he can do it. So listen, listen, listen. I'm stumbling. I'm stumbling. And I'm tripping over a good wife. And I'm stumbling into a ministry that I had no idea that would ever happen. But it was on my path, and I stumbled across it. And now I get to do something that people look at me and say, I don't know, what do you do with that? I don't know, it was on my path. And I stumbled on it, and I got up, and the Lord said, now carry it with your wife. Because he's restoring me. And he's restoring me. He's, he's restoring me back to where I am that I wasn't, but I really was. He's restoring me back to where I am, where I didn't think I was, 
but I am. It just hasn't manifest yet because my mindset has caused the things that would cause me to stumble to get me closer. My mindset caused them to make me fall backwards. But a revelation came one night while I was preaching that the Lord said, these things that are making you fall backwards are really meant to fall forward. So listen, he said, when you fall, let me dust off your knees and go on your way. So now for two years, I'm still falling, but I'm falling forward. Think about this. But then, if this didn't work, then my mind's on the devil all the time. And he's after you. And he's going to get you. And so, I'm past stumbling. Now this other thing has got up in me. And he's like a roaring lion walking around seeking whom he can devour. So now I've got to worry about him being on the path. Then the Lord gives me James 4, 7, and 8. You see, I'm 62 years old, but I've been living. I've only been, Pastor, I've only been where I could do this for about three years. You wonder why I just can't control myself? Because I've been in bondage for 60 years. And for two years, I've been set free. And I don't care what people think. I don't care what they say. I'm not falling backwards anymore. I'm falling forward. But the Bible says, come here, brother. You'll like, you may like me right now, but come right here. Stand right here in front of him. Yeah, just like that. You're doing good. The Bible says in James 4, 7 and 8, it says, Submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The word submit means to exalt him, to honor him, to be in relationship with him, to be intimate with him. It means to go out. It means submit to him. It says submit to him and resist the devil. But what we think resist the devil means, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I just rebuke you. Get out of my life, Satan. Get out of my way. I just rebuke you, Satan. Right now, I just rebuke you, Satan. I just rebuke you. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. I just rebuke you, Satan. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place. There's no place like home. There's no place. Oh, there's no. I just rebuke you, Satan. I just rebuke you, Satan. I just rebuke you, Satan. That's not what he said do. He said submit yourself to the Lord and exalt him and resist the devil and he'll flee for you. The word resist, you know what the word resist means? The opposite. That's what it means, the opposite. It means when you're submitting yourself to him, you are doing the opposite to him. It means when I'm submitting myself to you and worshiping you and praising you, I am doing the opposite to him. 
even though he's apparently in my face. And I want to spend my time dueling with him. Get out of my way, Satan. You have, get out of my, you have no authority. Get out of my way. I rebuke you, Satan. There's no place like home. That I rebuke you, Satan. Get out of my way. And I spend all of my time arguing with this rascal, trying to get him to get out of the way, and he don't have to move because he knows I'm doing it wrong. But he says, when I submit myself to him, I am doing the opposite to him. So I don't have to pay attention to him, even though he's going around like a roaring lion trying to intimidate me. Just keep your focus on me. Just keep your focus on me and worship me and exalt me. Be intimate with me. And he says, in doing that, you'll resist him and he'll flee. Now, the word flee is what got me. Because it means, you see, what he wants more than anything, look at him. What he wants more than anything is a relationship with me. To be one with him. And what he wants more than anything is keep that from happening. But if he can trick me into believing I have to get his permission and I have to argue with him, I'll never know the fullness of being restored in him because I'm arguing with him. But if I submit myself to him, and exalt him, he will leave and flee. And the word flee means to leave because of threatening danger. What it means is he knows that he will move heaven and earth to be intimate with me. And he knows that he does not want to experience the wrath of God to separate me from having relationship with him. So to keep from experiencing the wrath of God, he'll leave. He'll leave. Why? What did I do to make him leave? I wasn't doing anything but radical worship. I was, I was jumping and I was singing and I was dancing and I was just, I, and you know what? When I did that and the devil looked at me, he said, he's crazy. about him and I know what he will do to have a relationship with him so to keep from experiencing his wrath I'm leaving do you understand that do you understand that so when you worship him he leaves and you are what you are. You are what you are. Because here, he told me I am. The, having our being means we are. Singular means I am. He told me I am there. But my religious mindset and people had me believing I had to do something to get there. So in doing the things that the Word says with the wrong mindset, what meant to, fall, to cause me to move forward made me move backwards. And I spent all my time in a religious box, miserable, frustrated, no power, no authority, blessed and highly favored, though. And I'm walking around. 
until one day the Spirit of the Lord talked to me while I was speaking and said, fall forward. Fall forward. And every time he gets in your way, submit to me. Worship me. Exalt me. And he'll get out of your way. And nothing can keep you from being who I say you are. No matter where you are on the path, no matter what you're doing, you are here. You are there. You are here. You are. You are. You are. You are. Because I am. And you know what I found the kicker is? Oh. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my God, my fortress. In Him do I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Under his feathers and under his wings he'll cover me. His truth will be my shield and buckler. I shall not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. For a thousand can fall by my side and ten thousand by my right hand, but it will not come near me. For with my eyes only shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. And because I have made him, which is my refuge and the most high, he shall set me on high. He shall give his angels charge over me. He shall give his angels charge over me to keep me in all my ways. And they'll pick my feet up in their hands lest I dash my foot against the stone. So when I fall, <laughs> when I fall, <laughs> when I try to veer off path, when I'm getting drawn, but when I fall, oh God, and when I can't really go, they pick me up. And one day, the full manifestation of who I am is going to manifest. And the suffering that I went through doesn't even compare to the glory that's revealed in me. And those things that were meant for bad will be for good. And all things will work together for my good and for his glory. Do you know now, instead of picking me up, they watch me play. And they can't keep up with me. Because <laughs> I'm running and I'm jumping and I'm celebrating and I'm happy and I don't care. And they... <laughs> 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 
We were in Douglasville, Georgia one night, and there was a little eight-year-old girl there, and she was with this lady, and she sees angels. And the lady asked her, she said, do you see Johnny's angel? And she said, yeah, I see him all the time. She said, what do they do when he's running? She said, they wait on him to come back. I've never done this till today, but you know, the sp I tell them sometimes, I said, the Spirit of the Lord gets on me, and I feel like I'm going to die, and I don't know what to do with it. So all I need to do is I just, just, just so I can just let something out, so I just, because he's just all over me, and I feel like my insides are going to turn inside out. Or I'm going to fly or I'm going to die. Used to, I would just lay down in the floor because I didn't know what to do with it. So now I just grunt. And I, and I see his presence. Oh, if I see his presence. Now I just want it to drop. Take your fist together. Do this with me. Do it again. Do it. This means come, Lord Jesus, come. 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 Oh! So now they watch me play. And I am having the time of my life. When I don't know what to do, he says, just be Johnny. Do you want to be restored? Do you want to be restored? Come here, bro. Go stand back in front of him. Yeah. Now, now, the one that tried to make me scared of him is now scared of me. And when I would used to fall backwards, he would laugh. Now he stares and wonders what's next. So guess what? You may fall. But he sees you coming. Come back, come back, come back. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Go toward him again. Watch him, watch him. Stand right there. Come here, little man. He used to laugh at you. He used to laugh at you. But now, you're not falling backward. You're falling forward. And now, he sees you coming. And he's not going to stay there. He's going to leave because he doesn't want to come between you. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Go back out there. He used to laugh at you. Did you know he used to laugh at you? He used to laugh at you and make fun of you. Not after the night he won't when you know who you are. Now, when he used to laugh at you and scare you and make you walk backwards, now you're falling forward. And now he sees you coming. And now he can't stand because he knows that he wants to have a relationship with you. So he leaves. <laughs> and guess what? The Bible says, where two or three are gathered together, they're in the midst. The original says, where two are gathered together, I'm the third. And he says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Everything that tries to tear you down will build you up. Everything that will work against you, I will cause to work for you. Just play. Just play. Just play. Just worship like there's no tomorrow. Just worship like there's no tomorrow. Because guess what's going to happen? Restoration's coming to this church. Restoration's coming to this church. Rest we really are going to be blessed. We really are blessed and highly favored. But it's not nothing that we're saying there's no place like home wishing that we were. We actually are. Stand up. Thank you. Thank you. Whew. I want to do something. I want. If you're a minister, here a minister, pastor or minister. I want you to come up here and stand with me and line up across the front.
Now, you guys, sit down for a second. Now, how many of you, how many of you out here believe in restoration? And you want that restoration? Then those of you that want restoration, I want you to stand. Jerry, would you take one of those bowls and let these ministers stick their hands in them and all their hands up? Does this not just... When, when your mindset's changed and you're seeing truth... Not a false reality. He says we can play. I want to see you 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 play. Guys, my crew, I want you to get up here. Now here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to pray for full restoration. We're going to pray for full restoration. And here's, here's how we're praying. You see, if, if, you have, if you have the Lord in your heart, you are restoration. But the enemy has caused us, has, has, has covered up and make us to try to believe that we're not who he says we are. But Acts 17 and 28 says we are. So here's what we're going to do. Can somebody get me some music? That's okay. Anoint your instruments. If you can play it, just play something. <laughs> Here's what I want us to do. Now, the Lord told me one time, because I was having to try to find out how to do things in orderly fashion. And sometimes you just can't. And the Lord told me, he said, what is chaos to you is order to me. So here's what we're going to do. Have you ever seen an ant bed when you step on it? They scatter. But if you come back the next day, they've regrouped. And they have no queen. They just do it by nature. Well, our nature is him. And we're going to anoint people in full restoration, changing our mindsets, changing your mindset, changing your mindset that you really are who he says you are already. And so the things that would happen to cause to, you to knock you down, to make you think you're not, now that your mindset has changed, you realize that what used to knock you down now stands you up.
And what used to would keep you from moving forward now actually moves you forward. Did you know that nothing can keep us from being totally restored? The only thing that can keep me from being restored is me. I just move me out of the way. Can you just hold up your hand for a second? Can you just say this with me? I move me out of the way. What I used to believe is now reversed. What used to knock me down stands me up. What used to move me backwards now moves me forwards. What used to make me work now allows me to play. So your kingdom come, your will be done in my life on this earth as it is in heaven. Now here's what I want. I want all of these ministers to come across this ant bed. And I want you to anoint all these people that are standing up. And when he anoints you, I want you to declare, no more work, I've come to play. No more work, I've come to play. I am restored. I am who he says I am. Let that fire inside of you be ignited and it'll never go out. Come on, come on, come on. Lift up, hold up your hands. Hold up your hands and let him anoint you. Let him anoint you. Yes, let him anoint you. Excuse me, sis. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Come on. Come on. This is what it's like. This is what it's like to be free. Change our mindset. Change our mindset. What used to hold me back now propels me forward. What used to make me work now allows me to play. Come, your kingdom come and your will is done, Lord. Come on, baby. Come on. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Play, sissy. Play, sissy. Enjoy your relationship with the Lord. Play, play. Enjoy your relationship with the Lord. Enjoy your intimacy with the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on! Yes! 
Yes! Let it come out of your belly. Let it come out of the deep. Oh, y'all, don't hold back anymore. Don't hold back anymore. Oh, oh, don't let the enemy tell you enough is enough. Oh, don't let him tell you that. There is so much more. There is so much more God has planted in you that is coming out of you. And it's going to change atmospheres. And it's going to heal the sick. And it's going to raise the dead. It's going to restore. It's going to restore. It's going to restore. It's going to restore. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough. Yes, 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 yes. Come on. Come on. Let's play. Let's play. Let's play. Let's worship him. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, my Lord and my God. Psalm 133 anointing from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, God. Oh, God, from his head to his heart, to his gut, to his feet. No more, no more, no more. The Lord says you can play. 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 Out of your belly. Hallelujah. Yes. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, this is who the Lord is. This is what He does. This is who He is. And this is what He does. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Hallelujah. 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 Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, God, we will stumble forward. We will stumble forward. We will stumble forward. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Come on, rejoicing. I'm in the band. Come on. Rejoicing. Rejoice. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, come on, let's play, let's play, let's play, let's worship him, let's play. Yes. 
Yes, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Let's play. Let's play. Let's play. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. It's all in you, sister. Hallelujah. Come on. We're playing now. Come on. Hold on, 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 hold on. Let me tell you, there's a place in the playground, in the spirit realm, that you've not experienced yet. But now the gate's been opened, and the Lord says you can go play there, you're ready. Get out of your seat. Get out of your seat. Walk around in this place and allow the Spirit of the Lord to just consume you and let's play. We have worked. We have struggled. We have fought. And now he says, I just want you to play. I just want you to play. Come on, move out of your seats. Move out of your seats. Sing for us. Come on, sing. Let's go. Let's play. Let's play. Yes! Yes, play! Let's play! <laughs> yes!
Lord, there's no one like you. There's no one like my God. There's no one like my God. There's no one like my God. You deserve all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. There's no one like my God. There's no God like my God. Hallelujah. One more time. I don't want to miss one word you speak. Hallelujah. Y'all can be seated just a minute. Pastor Susan Cowan, if you'll come up. 
Thank y'all. The glory of God is real. Jesus. Jesus. It's good to have Dr. Ed Nelson back with us tonight. He could he, he would not leave. He wanted to see y'all. And he taught and taught and taught. I know he was tired. Uh, he couldn't eat lunch without us asking him questions about the Hebrew. And, and he must have taught 30 times, uh, you know, in these two days he was here. So we appreciate you staying with us, sir. Amen. I let him drive my car today. He said, I want to drive your car. I said, okay, we'll go with the church and I'll teach you how to do it. And so I, we brought him over here and he got in it. And well, you know what he did the first thing? He kicked it. He said, man, I just like this. He was playing like a kid. It was hilarious. Then he said, he said, okay. I said, you can drive it on this regular street. He said, well, I'll, I'll take you home. I said, okay. So we, we've, we've been having fun. We've already been having some fun, and I'm going to have a lot more fun. Johnny, that was just spectacular. Yeah. I felt... Lord told me a few years ago, I want you to finish strong, and I want you to be childlike. You're not a policeman. You're not going to police God's people. You're going to be childlike with them. And you brought me back to that childlikeness even deeper today because of the childlikeness on you. And let me tell you, that's where God's at. Is you take him serious, not yourself. I'm telling you. Let me testify. Let me testify. Billy, it's good to see you, buddy. The reason you feel this great air conditioner up in the front it's because my buddy Billy put a new one in. He, he, he dropped everything, brought us a new one out, gave us a 10-year warranty and put it right over here on this corner so we could be cool up here. My wife calls it cold, but I call it cool. And my daughter calls it cold over there. Look at her, look at me. But it's cool to me. I, I'm really warm. But Billy, thank you, son. I appreciate that, buddy. Billy's a, Billy's a retired police officer from Columbus, so... He's, he's given his life for service, and he's a servant. So, I, I, You want your air condition fixed in Columbus? Raise your hand, Billy. I'm going to do a commercial for you. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, call Billy Smith. <laughs> I get him looking at you red as a beat. Y'all use that in Redneckville, don't you? Red as a beat. Yeah, y'all, you, you come from the same side of the tracks, so then. Guess what we ate today before we came? What'd you have? You had collards and candied yams. Yeah. Turnips. You had turnips. We went over to a soul food place in the middle of Phoenix City. Son, it'll make you holler. Even if you don't believe in speaking in tongues, you'll speak in tongues. It's that good. Amen. Well, I want to... Thank y'all all from coming, for coming. I got a, a buddy here, if I can find him. Where you at, Apostle Comer? You still here? There you are. This is my buddy from Opelika. He takes care of me like we family. I'm telling you, that's a good man right there. If I lived in Opelika, I'd go to his church. If I lived in Auburn, I'd go to Dan's church. Well, I don't like to drive far. <laughs> That's not true. I drive. 
church is alive, I'm going to die. I'm going to tell you. Amen. So I'm, gonna, I, I'm just going to, you know, if, if you're a pastor, raise your hand. I got every, All right, everybody, we see you. Where are you from, sir? Are you pastor in Dothan. Good, good. And here's the Columbus pastor. Raise your hand. And pastors, look at all these pastors. And they came in here, they're hungry too. You, you can't beat a hungry man of God. Because you can get leadership hungry, you can get the congregation hungry. Amen. Well, Apostle Comer, I want you to pray and dismiss us, sir. Will you do that? Have we taken up the offering yet? I thought so. I thought, well, I want to make sure I did that because I'm getting old and I can't remember like I used to could. Go ahead, sir. Come on up here. This guy takes care of me when I go to Opelika. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I just felt that there was a great impartation that taking place tonight. Amen. I'm so glad I was able to be here tonight. I just want to ask all of you, if you don't mind standing, we're going to pray and dismiss everybody. What a night tonight. I won't forget this night. I mean, it's just, it just something happened to me tonight. Come on. I wish my wife could have been here tonight. But, you know, that's okay. I'm going home with something. I know you're going home with something tonight. I just sense that in the atmosphere tonight. I just know that something gonna ha is happening to you tonight. And I want you, I tell you what, stay on fire for God. Stay on fire for God. Don't let anyone put out your flames because sometimes that's all you have is to worship God. Amen. So tonight, I tell you what, tonight, let us all just begin to pray. Just for a moment, just say everybody pray tonight. We just thank you, Lord. We just thank you for this anointing in this house. Thank you for this power that's been delivered tonight. We just thank you, Lord, for what you've done tonight in all of our hearts and in all of our lives. And, Lord, what's taking place, Lord, how you're transforming us, Lord. We just thank you right now tonight that your spirit dwelling upon us, Lord, and your angels as well, Lord, have, is, uh, is surrounding us, Lord, that no one here, Lord, is alone. We're so grateful tonight that you are planted some good seeds in our hearts tonight. We're so grateful, Lord, for what you about to do and what's ahead. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for restoration that we don't fall backwards. Now we move forward, Lord. We fall forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the peace that surpasses all understanding, Lord. And tonight, Lord, we are grace. We're just so happy tonight and so delighted that we worship you. And Lord, may your spirit dwell with us. Wherever we go, we know we are not alone. And we dismiss, Lord, and move to our destination, Lord. Your grace, your power be with us. Even from this moment to evermore, we give you praise and glory and honor. And let everybody say it. Amen. 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 God bless you. Appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you, sir.